Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Queen, love loves. Hi everyone, welcome back to Aziza Love Loves. And today our guest is Pamela Biasca Lasada. Pamela is a coach, psychologist, speaker, author, and creator of the Ultimate You Method. So welcome, Pamela. Yes. Hi, Aziza. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on your podcast. And hello to all your listeners as well. Yes, definitely. And as I mentioned in the opening, you created the Ultimate You Method. And I know that you have a transformational story that led you to create this. So please just start us off with sharing your journey to creating this program. Yes, that's a great question. So yes, my own journey is really the catalyst, not only for who I am today, but also for the comprehensive coaching experience I provide to my clients. Because I used to be this person, uh, very driven by perfectionism, people pleasing, helping everybody else, and kind of neglecting myself in the process. Also, I had a lot of self-doubt and inner critic that really kept me stuck. And um, mm. I was kind of, you know, driven to achieve more and more, even though it was not really expected, you know, by anyone. So it's really, everything was really on me. Yeah. And, you know, low confidence, low self-trust, and with the tendency to kind of worry and be overwhelmed, you know, for days. And and the interesting part of what, you know, when I look back is that, um, you know, for the most part, I really thought my life was normal because you mm -hmm. kind of get used to being who you are, right? And right. It, it seems like, well, this is the way it is and, and you think it's it's okay, right? Yeah. Uh, but I really f never felt whole and complete, you know, now when I'm able to look back uh, after my transformation. And uh, I think when I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer over a decade ago, that, that was really the catalyst to kind of go on a quest to find the missing puzzle pieces to really heal and, and transform my life and really, you know, get back to who I really was, you know, uh, deep down and authentically. Absolutely. And it's like there are things that will come along and shake up our life and it can seem like, why is this happening to me? But as you said, with the diagnosis of having thyroid cancer, it kind of led you to this path and almost kind of like analyzing your life and what was going on and removing this idea of perfection and taking it on a much more powerful course. And so I read in the intro on your website that you mentioned helping high achievers, which I found very interesting. So how do you describe a high achiever and how could they benefit from working with you? Yes, yeah, so I would say a high achiever is a person who is really hardworking, very ambitious, kind of a go-gatherer and a doer and mm -hmm. successful. And the, specifically the high achievers who would benefit from my coaching programs are really the ones who, despite having you know checked all the boxes of success, they still deep down don't feel very happy. They feel like something yeah. is missing. And so they kind of, you know, go on this, on this tangent of constantly pushing and forcing and wanting to achieve more and more, kind of more from a place of fear and lack than actually, yeah. you know, um, anything else. The, the way they can benefit, um, 
those people that do feel something is missing, it's really by kind of free themselves from perfectionism and people pleasing and, you know, have increased self-love and self-trust and less stress overall, less anxiousness, less worry. They feel more connected with, with themselves and, and others and they um, have also greater levels of resilience in managing situations. Things that, you know, maybe, you know, situations that they previously sent them spiraling and now it's like, you know, it's more of a breeze when something happens, right? They, they know what to do with it without feeling like overwhelmed or stressed out about it, which then in turn, it also shows up in relationships, you know, both, both professionally and also personally, when you being more true to who you really are and, and have this self increased self-love and self-trust, it shows up everywhere in all your areas of your life. It definitely does. And I love that you made that connection to how that plays out in your personal relationships and this need to kind of fill avoid and almost kind of seeking outside praise from other people to to acknowledge that you are doing a good job that you are enough just trying to achieve in that high achiever and so when I saw that on the website I said wow I've never spoken to anybody that targets high achievers usually people that are kind of not having as much ambition so this is the other side of the spectrum doing so much and almost appearing to have that perfection on the outside, but inside really struggling to be authentic, as you said, and just be okay with themselves and who they truly are. And so with that, we live in a fast paced world and some people think success looks like overwhelm, like that picture just working night and day, juggling multiple tasks and making it appear like the standard. And how can people be the exception to that rule and still be successful? Yeah, I think it depends on a couple of things. So the first thing that comes to mind would be like how how we define success, right? Yes. And the second part would be uh, if we tie in our self-worth with success. So in regards to like how we define success, it's really different for everybody. Uh, you know, for some people, it might be how much money they have in their bank accounts. Or uh, for some, it's by having a loving family or being healthy and vibrant or maybe is it, it it is tied with you know high achievements or rank advancement or rewards or how many cars maybe you own uh for yeah. some might be you know how many hours they have volunteered or how many people they've helped and and i think it's you know you can still be successful but it really depends on how you define it for yourself and if you have a clear definition, then it's it's easier to feel successful and feel accomplished as well. And and I think it's in regards to the second part, if we tied it with um, our self worth, it's going to be much harder to feel successful. Uh, you know, no matter uh, in which area you're looking to be successful, because if deep down you know a person doesn't value themselves uh, strongly, they or they don't feel good enough they really never will feel successful no matter how much they do and how much how many goals they achieve and you know how many boxes they would check so there is um you know kind of a 
different things depending you know how they define success and how in how and if self-worth is tied with their success or their definition with, uh, of success i'm sure that so many people that are listening can resonate with that because a lot of times the success is based on comparison with other people and your spin on it is to look internally like how do you define it what does it mean to you and how much value are you placing your definition of it on your self worth so it's definitely something to explore and, and think about so what is one of your main goals in creating this program in this what do you envision for your clients. Yes, yeah, so the the main goal is really bringing into my clients the awareness that, you know, they have really at their fingertips a fulfilling life and an ultimate life, you know, with health and happiness. You know, the main thing is that if they're committed to make that happen, right? Because a lot of us are not committed to make that happen. They are, have not got to the point that they want to make that choice, you know, to make a change, uh, no matter how big or small, like if there's something that they're not happy with, there is something they can do about it, right? And so my role is really to help them then get there uh, for one, but also to make that happen within, you know, a timely fashion. So within weeks and not like years or decades. Mm. So it's a combination of them wanting it and also my role to help them to really tap into their inner resources that you know everybody really has those resources within themselves and so my role is to really help them get them out and and help them be aware of them as well and how they can utilize them uh, in their favor so it's actually serving them instead of the other way right they might be used to do things that are not serving them and actually you know put them kind of on a on a path of unhappiness and but they do have the tools as well within themselves and so my job is to really help them to find kind of you know put them out there out there in the light and also fine-tune as necessary um, according to what they really want to see happening for themselves in their lives it's almost like taking ownership for your life like I'm, I'm just loving this conversation I'm soaking it all in because this is kind of like the state that I am in now and realizing how much I have within to be able to get to where I want to be and also doing it while honoring my personal values so yes I'm loving this and I know that Coaching is an individualized process, but can you share just a few tools for people listening that might be feeling stuck in life? Yes. So among other things or like, you know, some of the important things, it's really to define the real root cause of what has brought them to really feel stuck in the first place. And I really like to emphasize the word real root cause. So really, because sometimes... Mm -hmm. We have an idea, but often it's more, or it's more related to triggers. It's not really the root cause, or maybe we really have no clue, you know, because it's not always very obvious. Right. <laughs> and, um, 
The other yeah. piece is really, and I'm kind of be biased here because I'm a coach myself, you know, working with a highly experienced coach is really the quickest and more efficient long-term way to get unstuck. And I'm really not saying just because I am a coach, but I have worked with coaches myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being a client myself, I really have firsthand experienced the benefits from coaching. And so I know how things can improve dramatically, dramatically when you have the right coach that's a good fit for you by your side. And you can also then use the tools you've, you're learning throughout your coaching experience on your own when you're no longer work with a coach. Um, usually people don't work mm -hmm. with coaches forever, at least definitely not with the same one. <laughs> But usually coaching is very efficient on uh, yeah. helping you have the tools yourself too. So you're not relying on a coach forever. It's usually more short-term um, experience. So I think that's just a, you know, a, a very good place to start, definitely, to kind of speed up the process as well. I can attest to that. I feel the same way. I have the experience of having a coach and the thing that I love is like the accountability And the checking in and trying to figure out, well, what is it exactly that you want? How can you get there? And as you mentioned before, just realizing that you have the tools inside. When I think about coaching, like meeting with my coach is so empowering because they're not telling you what to do, but there is so much guidance and support and it is extremely beneficial and I will say that I agree in regards to getting there quicker not that there's a certain time for each person you go at your own pace but it just gives you like a clearer path of how to get there especially for somebody like me I tell my coach like I can be all over the place I want to do everything so many things at once and so he's like helping me to bring it down and figure out how I can get from A to B when I want to jump from A to Z like all in one night so yes I agree yeah well I'm glad to hear your experience too so thank you so much for sharing that you're welcome and so one of the areas that you focus on is emotional well-being And so far, we talked about your journey, high achievers, and you just gave us some tools. It's just, you know, encouraging people to go and see a coach. I think emotional well-being is at the center of it all. I don't know if you would agree, but when I saw that as something that you um, specialize in, it spoke to my heart. So how would you describe emotional well-being? Yes, and I agree with what you just said, with, you know, being at the center of all, because it's, mm -hmm. that's also one of the reasons that I specialize and focus on emotional well-being. Um, and also because it has brought me the best results when I started to focus in that area more than just general health, right? Which is still very important, obviously, but there is something right. about this emotional well-being that often gets neglected. And, um, and when you look at, and, you know, in that area, More intentionally, there are so many things that just fall into place just by addressing this particular area of well-being. And as far as describing it, there's so many words and things that come to mind because it's definitely not just, you know, one thing, but it's a combination mm -hmm. of how you value yourself, um, how you, you know, you, when you feel good in your body, you feel happy. 
you are really resilient and equipped with tools to navigate challenges with much more ease. There is an increased ability to self-reflect and really self-observe. So you are more in tune with yeah. what's going on, you know, the clues that you might get physically, but also emotionally. There is a good balance of the variety of things that you're doing, you know, both work, family or free time. You're very accepting of, you know, that you're doing the best you can. You're expressing your needs directly. You generally feel positive. You kind of find meaning in being alive and you're being grateful and connected with mm. yourself and the world around you. So those are kind of examples or things that kind of go with, you know, when somebody feels, you know, emotionally well and, you know, where the emotional well-being is, is at a good place, I would say. Uh, some of some examples. And thank you for providing the examples as well. So not just, you know, including the definition, but for people to kind of have that frame of mind of what would that look like? What's a possibility when there's emotional wellness within? Yeah. So I know that you help people with this in your program, as I mentioned before. And I also know that with any program, outside support is beneficial in success. So how can we support our loved ones in their emotional well-being? Yes, yeah, so this is a tricky one. And here's why. So I would start by saying it's very important to allow space to communicate how we feel uh, or, you know, in, in general, if it's family member and ourselves yeah. too, with really no judgment and just really listening but the tricky part here is because when it comes to well-being, and it, it, it's not only emotional, it's, it's, it would also um, be accurate for physical well-being, for example. But when we are dealing with adults and their you know, loved ones, but our adults, it's really important that this person really needs to want to really deal with their emotional well-being or change it or improve it uh, you know, as needed. Because we can try to guide mm -hmm. them in the right direction, provide tools, resources, but yet, really, at the end of the day, it really depends on them. And so that's what I find it tricky, because no matter how much we want to help, especially when it, 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 it has to do with loved ones, more often than not, we really cannot do much <laughs> unless they decide right. uh, to make changes and get support if they need to or do something on their own. I mean, there's so many things people can do on their own, but... So, you know, having said that, we still can do something. And I think one of the best thing as well is that uh, is more efficient is really making sure that we take care of ourselves emotionally and, you know, and physically, mentally and spiritually with the hope that by, you know, us doing it, we become a role model and we do inspire loved ones, you know, along the way too. Sometimes it yeah. happens and sometimes it might still not happen. But I, I think that's really the, the best way because we, unfortunately, we cannot change others <laughs> as much as we want to. Right. And especially when they're loved ones, usually that's, you know, where it gets really tricky because we really want loved ones to feel better and feel good. Yes. We cannot always make that happen. They have really have to make it happen themselves first. I would have to say I agree with that. And, and it's kind of like, giving them their space, as you said, so create and also creating that safe space. If there's any way of support, it's like, we're here if you would like the support, but I am in agreement with not being able to 
make someone work on themselves or create that change, even though if it, it might feel as though it's coming from a loving space, they can only help themselves. So with that being said, what are some ways that we can self-check in on our emotional well-being? Yeah, thank you so much for asking this because uh, most people don't really check in with their emotional well-being, right? We're just focusing on doing, doing, doing. Right. So it's something that's mm -hmm. really out of uh, the comfort zone of many, many people. So the best way to start is really ask yourself a very simple question, which is what is one word that describes how I'm, am I feeling or how I'm feeling right now? So what is one word that describes how I'm feeling right now. And, you know, when you think about what this one word would be, then the next part would be to expand on it, to go a little deeper and describe that word a little bit more. So what else is uh, attached to it? And um, if you want, I can give you an example. For example, if I my word would be overwhelmed, that's how I'm feeling right now. The way to, you know, way to expand and go a little deeper is like, how does this overwhelm look like to me? And maybe it could be I feel a huge weight on my mm. shoulders or I feel pulled in different directions or I feel like very tense in my lower back or upper back. Uh, maybe some other physical things that I'm noticing or I feel just inundated. You know, those are kind of ways to really mm. start defining and realizing and be more aware of what's actually is going on within us at this emotional level instead of just glancing over it and uh, ignore how we feel very often happens uh, which it's definitely not serving us uh, if we ignore suppress our feelings right. so it's really allow those moments to check in as frequently as we need to yes and sometimes i think that we can kind of keep going and going as a way of avoiding those emotions, trying to not feel them, not acknowledge them, but they're still there. So calling it out and then going a little bit deeper with the questions and the acknowledgement and what does this look like for me? And so thank you for sharing the example of that. And I do have a question that I've been asking, you know, it hasn't happened for each episode, but it's something new that I've been doing for this season. And it's who are you most inspired by and why? Yes. Yeah, so that's a great question, too. Um, <laughs> so I don't have one person specifically who inspires me, but okay. I do have, a, you know, a, a certain criteria of people that I, you know, feel inspired by. And usually what they all have in common is um, they have overcome challenges. Uh, they are mm -hmm. really on a venture, on a quest to inspire others to grow and follow their passions and getting out of the comfort zone, you know, as, as this, uh, people have done. And also, you know, those that are using their past experiences really as a catalyst to make not only their lives better, but also the lives, are, you know, of the people around them and, and um, maybe even some, you know, some of them that are using humor 
to share their stories that there might not be fun stories by any means, but they find the humor in it and make right. others people also smile and laugh as well as helping them inspire and mot- you know and, and bring up a lot of motivation and inspiration in the process. So I think that's kind of the common, I would say the common thread of the people that I um, feel inspired by, uh, rather than having just, you know, this one person in mind. And, but I, yeah, yeah. I think that's the, that's kind of what they will have in common. So people that are using their story to help motivate and inspire others, like just finding purpose in that journey. Yeah. And so what are some final words of encouragement that you have? So I would say, you know, that talking to your listeners directly, right? I would say, you know, that you all deserve to live a healthy, joyful and also fulfilling life. And you really have the resources within you and uh, you can really make it happen. You know, it really starts with you when you start choosing and deciding that you want to make change. That's really the first step to a much brighter future and um, really designing kind of your path, uh, how you would like it to look like down the road. Very well said. And how can people connect with you? Yes, so the best way would be on my website, which is PamelaBiascalosada.com. I actually have a free webinar uh, that's accessible there too, which is related to how to eliminate overwhelm once and for all. And I also have a private Facebook group called Prioritize You, Find Your Voice. Um, that's also um, a place where people can connect with me by joining that group. So we can have a conversation there as a result of education, inspiration, and motivation to take better and consistent care of yourself uh, within that group as well. And then I'm on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. Awesome. Well, this was such like a, a warm conversation. I just feel like that that good vibe, good feeling conversation. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me, Aziza. I loved your questions, uh, amazing questions. And I know you have uh a lot of great insights around this topic so i'm very excited for you as well and again I'm, I'm very honored and blessed to be part of your podcast yes thank you as always don't forget to spread the love if you enjoyed the message please share like comment and subscribe with love queens aziza